Super Talk Mississippi media production. Mistake they make. That's why we have to work so hard. When, when do they actually audition, Tracy? What time of year? Um, they audition in March and April of each year to be a part of the coming team. And then weekly auditions are held depending on how our football season goes. And they travel, too, with the team, don't they? Many times. Well, sometimes we get to. Unfortunately, yeah. you know, realistically funding Right, that always right, happens. So, right. but we did get to go to Mississippi State, and that was wonderful. But right. sometimes we travel a lot. Any sometimes more road not. games that are going on? Never for now. Right now, no. Okay, I don't suggest you take them two weeks from now anyway. <laughs> Against Alabama? No, I don't. Think well, we could shock the world. We, Bob. We'd love to be there. You know, subject those young women to that. Well, in all seriousness, yeah, Southern Miss football would not be what it is without these young ladies and. Uh, Kudos to you for Thank all the you. time and effort you put in with them. Thank you so much. I appreciate right, it. One more time, Kelly, while she's here. Uh, this is called the uh, go chop. Ahead, go ahead, Tracy. Now, my elbows have to be at a certain level, right, Yeah, they Tracy? do. Lift them up. Lift okay. them up. Okay. All right. There you go. There you see, go. Hit the shoulder. With, You're good. How it's in time with the music. See? Would yeah. you have a uniform his size? We could do some stuff. We could, uh, we could make it work. Alteration would be the key word. <laughs> with a capital A. Thank yeah. you, Tracy Burbank. Thank you. Eagle Hour continues right after this. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Welcome back, and thanks to Tracy Smith of the Dixie Darlings for joining us in the first segment of the show. This segment is sponsored by Campus Bookmart at campusbookmart.net. Also proud supporters of the Eagle Hour and where you will find the best selection of Southern Miss apparel anywhere on the planet. If you're listening up in the Delta, over in Macomb, anywhere online, and you want some new Southern Miss stuff, go to campusbookmart.net, and uh, they will hook you up uh, and deliver it right to your front door. A little later in the show, Brandon Roberts, who I think is the coach of the Southern Miss Cheerleaders, uh, will be on the show as we're doing the Dixie Darling slash Cheerleader edition of the Eagle Hour today. And anybody that says women aren't competitive, you know, this, this right. you know, don't cheerleading, know what they're talking right, about. cheerleading squads and Dixie Darlings, it gets uh, very competitive. Well, and I got an announcement, Kelly. The Southeastern Conference, which is, of course, the best football conference in the world, uh, announced uh, yesterday that the Southern Miss Alabama game set for September 21st will take place at 11 a.m. from Bryant-Denny Station and will be televised nationally either on ESPN or ESPN2, announcement to be made later this week. So the Eagles' notoriety is getting them nationwide publicity. National there. broadcast. Do you smell an upset? Kelly? Well, I'm glad that Alabama has has its program to the point to where it's getting some national games now yeah, they against need, us. they need a few. Yeah. Uh, interestingly enough, I had a guy tell me this morning, a friend of mine, that he was listening uh, to ESPN Radio early this morning. Paul Feinbaum, is that right. his name? Right. He was there, and and he was he was talking about the heat that uh, Alabama is suddenly taking for playing what many people view as ridiculous competition. 
And unfortunately, I hate to say this, but Southern Miss was the topic this morning. Feinbaum was saying, well, this is a little different than New Mexico. This at one time was a really competitive program here in the southeastern United States. Maybe not what it used to be, but but still a better program than New Mexico. And then uh, the coach at Alabama made an interesting comment when he was asked about it. And he said, well, go find somebody. Go find a Power 5 school that will come here and play us out of their conference because we just can't find anybody. Have we really reached the point that you have some programs like Alabama that have become so powerful that the only schools they can find to play them are schools considered lesser opponents like, in all honesty, Southern Miss, New Mexico, whoever else is, is there not Duke, non-conference type game? Schools that need money. Now, Duke doesn't. Duke doesn't, know. You know, but, uh, but I think there is something to be said for that. Uh, and I know it, it doesn't, it's not particularly popular, but, but he's right. He's right. I mean, who wants to go there? And, and of course, Alabama, but, but on the other side of the coin, Alabama doesn't want to get too tough a competition because of, mm-hmm. you know, the way the SEC tends to, to beat up one another. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they don't want to have a, an opponent on there that could possibly slip up and beat them and then uh, ruin, per, per chance, a shot at the national championship. But, uh, but you know, it would be real easy, though, for Alabama, too, to tell Southern Miss, we don't want to play you anymore oh, yeah you know so i mean i'm i'm thankful did for a while you know i'm i'm thankful that that alabama will play the all Eagles right kelly and, I, and the possibility of stirring up some hatred toward me here i'm going to just ask you a question you and i watched a game together saturday mm-hmm. i was struck uh in thinking about four years ago when mississippi state came to uh hattiesburg how much more competitive the golden eagles were than they were four years later how how much more of a difference i saw in in just the overall strength speed size depth of mississippi state than the golden eagles and it's not it's not just those two schools it's power 5 schools that you watch every weekend play in the schools outside of the power 5 I've been a guy that for a long time tried to resist giving in to that. I thought, no, no, it's, it's just not going to be that different. But I'm wrong, Kelly. It's become that different, hasn't it? See, you and I, you and I with all due respect, differ on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Mississippi State is a little better, and I don't think Southern Miss is as good. But uh, now we're talking about four years ago. Right. Okay. Right, right. But in the grand scheme of things, okay, and it's like I told people that panic uh, – you knew you knew it was going to be tough to go up there to Starkville and win, and when you got the schedule out at the beginning of the year, you didn't circle Mississippi State as a win. Keep in mind, everybody, and again, I have been critical of the university. I've said that time and time again. I've been critical when I think that criticism needs to be levied. Southern Miss doesn't need to win the SEC West. That's not what they're in this business to do. They're in the business to win Conference USA. And when you look at and, and we've talked on this program before about how the conference as a whole is not necessarily very strong. But it is what it is, and that's what the Eagles are presented with. That is the task that is before them. And I think, you know, going in there to Starkville playing, it, the second half was much more even than the first half as far as, you know, you know hanging with Mississippi State, if you will. Um, so when you put the Eagles in a Conference USA setting, I think they're going to be just fine. Which is really all that matters. 
that's that's all they're supposed to do. That's mm-hmm. that's their job is to win conference USA. And I agree with you there. Having said that, and again, I don't want to just make it a Southern Miss deal. I want to make it a a, a Power Five versus pick any team that's not in the Power Five. Are we seeing that gap widen? Yes. so dramatically every year that that when you when you see something like I saw at least Saturday, it shocks you almost. The, the rich get richer, and and what will eventually have to happen is that the the non Power Five schools should pull away and just say, look, because you're probably going to get Alabama and Clemson again this year for the national championship. All things being equal, which would be what four out of the last five years, mm-hmm. people are going to get tired of it, like they're getting tired of the Patriots in the NFL, which are probably going to be in the Super Bowl, again. of course. And then so, so the other schools have to pull away and say, look, we're going to do our own thing, and that that's going to be the only way that anybody else gets to play but is for this a national. Good title. or bad for college football, <laughs> Kelly? I think it's bad, but but there would be people when I when I get on my tirade about the New England Patriots. And people say, well, what are you hating on the Patriots for? The Jets, the Bills, and the, and the uh, Dolphins. Dolphins need to get better. You know, well, that is the case. And, and, and again, I'm not taking it's – just, it's just a very frustrating mm-hmm. situation to which there is no easy answer. Will there ever be that split that we all talk about now more and more? The non-Power Five, the Power Five, two, two Division One championships? Yes, I think, I, th- I think there will be. Uh, because of what of what you're seeing, there's only so long you can can beat up on the underlings before they all get together and say we're not going we're not going to put up with this anymore. Mm-hmm. We're gonna, we got to do something. And else. You know what struck me too is that Kelly, there are a lot of guys younger than us that are big Southern Miss fans and glad that they're here. They don't they don't know what we know. They don't know how different it used to be. For a lot of younger fans, they just think college football has always been this way. But you know as well as me. This is far, far different than college football was 10 years ago. But part of that is the, is the Power Five thing that we were talking about. The other thing is, is we've talked about the onset of uh, the South Alabama program, the Troy program, mm-hmm. which Southern Miss actually has some former Southern Miss players on the Troy team. You know, that, that the Eagles used to be able to go down into the panhandle and get a lot of those players. Mm-hmm. So the talent pool has been spread, has been spread thinner. You know, with Monroe coming into, into the Sun Belt, Louisiana Lafayette in the Sun Belt, mm-hmm. South Alabama in the Sun Belt, uh, Troy in the Sun Belt. So, again, there's, there's it, it's just not the landscape overall has changed. It's not just Southern Miss. You missed this yesterday. We were talking to the, to the Troy play-by-play guy. He said that, that Troy fans see the Sun Belt as a superior conference to Conference USA now. As Conference USA people think that Conference USA is superior, so what is Kelly Santa Sunbelt in there? I I don't. I mean, I would rather be in the Sun Belt purely. But, but let me let me let me qualify that. I'd like to be in the Sun Belt because I know how tight money is. Right? I don't know. Obviously, I'm not an insider at Southern Miss, but but money's tight. That's no secret. All right. And we've talked about on the show before just the travel expenses. Of being in the Sun Belt, where you could drive to Mobile, you could drive to Troy, you could drive your athletes to Monroe, you could drive them to Lafayette, men and women's teams. You're not having to go all the way out to El Paso. You're not having to go to Norfolk, Virginia. So just from an economic standpoint, I would rather be in the Sun Belt than I would Conference USA. Do you consider those to be equal conferences? Well, if you, if you base it on money and TV contracts. Con- no, no, no. On the field. On the field. No, Fo- on the field. Football on the on field. On the field, I think, I think the Sun Belt is better right now. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, two years down the road, if, if things don't change, it could be could be different. Mm-hmm. But as we speak today, I think the Sun Belt is a better football conference. And I think it's is it fair to say that the Sun Belt would be a nice fit for Southern Miss in baseball 
which everybody loves, and in basketball. I mean, you, you'd have good programs, I think more equal programs in both sports. It's certainly that, that argument could certainly be made. And again, the national champion from Coastal Carolina right. plays in, in the Sun Belt. You're going to see in two weeks that, that Texas El Paso is not the equivalent of Southern Miss in football. No. You're going to see that. And you're going to see that when they play Rice. And you're going to see that in a number of schools. I just wonder if it would be different in the Sun Belt. I tend to think it would be more competitive. Well, because because we're, the Eagles are in Conference USA and their job is to win Conference USA, right. I'm hoping that UTEP stinks. I'm no, hoping that Rice stinks. I understand, stinks. but I'm just asking you, do you not think the Sun Belt would provide more competitive, more exciting conference games? I do. I agree. All right. Kelly dances with the Dixie Darlings. Do you cheer? Do you do a little cheerleading? No, I don't, I don't do drag anymore. You know, I don't, I don't do any of that. <laughs> no, 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 the women's clothes have gone by the wayside. We'll ask Brandon Roberts about that when we come back. That's next. Bob Getty and Kelly Sander from the First Bank Studio in Hattiesburg this afternoon. Appreciate First Bank, the home of the Perfect Ten, for their sponsorship of our studio broadcasting and, of course, our program. want to thank again uh, Tracy Smith for coming on the show from the Dixie Darlings. Attempting to contact uh, Brandon Roberts, who heads up the Southern Miss Cheerleading Organization. And uh, if uh, we're able to do that, we'll bring him on the show. And well, you talked about Tracy Roberts earlier. I know the, I know the Dixie Darlings are going to be doing a big fundraiser. And, right. and, and Tracy, I'm sure she's probably listening to this. If, Tracy, if you'll get us that info, we will make sure that we, we get it yes, out to the Golden Eagle Nation. That. Yeah, to, to, we want to help you as, as best we can in your fundraising efforts. All right, Kelly, we covered the Alabama game. That's coming up in two weeks. Huge, huge game. Uh, Saturday at 5 o'clock uh, awaits Southern Miss. We, we talked about this even before the season started, how crucial this game could be. Troy team has won 31 games in the last three years. They bring over the Auburn offensive coordinator. They win as a new head coach. They win easily in their opener. Now they have a week off, so they've had two weeks to prepare for the Golden Eagles, scale of one to ten, how important is it for this football team to go win that game? I know you. I know a lot of people will probably say ten, uh, and it's and it's important, but I wouldn't say it's a ten. I'd say I, I'd say it's a seven. Mm-hmm. And here's why: again, keeping focused on the task at hand is to win Conference USA. Troy is not a Conference USA team, but the reason people who say it's a ten would say it's a 10 is because they're assuming the Eagles will get beat by Alabama. Of course, we're assuming that just about everybody's going to get beat, other than Clemson maybe, right. would get beat by Alabama. So that would make the Eagles 1-3 and three coming home at, you know, after the first four weeks of the season. And then the question becomes, what would happen to the fan base interest? Would it wane on a team being 1-3 and three as opposed to 2-2? Two and two? Not that big of a difference, 2-2. Two and two. But the mo- If they were to come home 2-2 two and two by beating Troy. 
wouldn't be that big of a deal if they come home one and three. Because when it comes to Conference USA, when UTEP comes to town, that's what starts the Conference USA schedule. The Eagles are zero and zero. Okay, so I get it. I think that the UTEP game, there's going to be a lot of people there anyway because of some of the changes that Jeremy McLean made in the offseason, including the highly heralded beer sales, which I've heard a lot of people in town, Bob, say that, that they, they really like that change and that whether we like it or not, mm-hmm. that, that they would go to the game to see how that works out. So I think regardless of what the record is that the Eagles have coming home, the, the fan base is going to be there for the UTEP game and you win that game, then you've got a head of steam going into probably the biggest conference game of the year because North Texas comes to town, and that's the team that everybody said you'd have to beat in order to win your division of Conference USA in right. order to get to play in the conference championship. So keep focused on the conference. Whether they come home one and three or two and two, I don't think makes a whole lot of difference, although those there would be some that would argue that. All right, so to win the game, they have to play better defensively. They have to start running the football. Uh, Troy's a running game. I mean, they're, they're a running team. Their, their emphasis is placed on running the football. Uh, Southern Miss struggled. I kind of, kind of thought they would against a big, strong defensive front like uh, an SEC team is going to have. But, Kelly, a little taken back, uh, you know, we, we talked a lot about the strength of the team being the defense, and the defense got torched pretty badly. What did they have to do to turn that around, you think? Well, well, again, I, I think torched is a little strong. Um, you, you were playing you were playing an SEC team. Now you're playing a Sunbelt team, mm-hmm. which is who Mississippi yeah. State played in week one. Mississippi right. State played right. Louisiana Lafayette and beat them by what, 14, 20, something like that? 38, 28. Okay, 10 points, 10, yeah, points. 10 points. All right. Um, you beat the Eagles a little bit more than that, but if you take away the last, you know, the the interception at the end, it's a little bit closer. So now you're now you're talking about a team who probably would compete in the same ballpark against Mississippi State as the Eagles would. It's been about a three point spread all week long. Troy being the favorite at this point, so even the odds makers are saying this is a really good matchup. Two two conferences that are comparable. Right. Two teams that are comparable. Right. But if the def- and the defense is going to have to do most of the heavy lifting. That's not been a secret from, from day one. And if they can do that, then the Eagles can get in there and, and win a game. I, you know. Best analysis of the team so far, because the first game, not much competition. Second game, uh, you know, a, a program that just plays in a, in a much different type of conference than Southern Miss. Uh, this would be the first, what we would say, even matchup. Yes, and of course, even against Alcorn, fans came out saying it, it was a win, but I'm a little bit concerned about the offense. Right. Okay, the offense didn't look great, but I don't think against Mississippi State is a fair comparison because it was, you know, they're, they're, just, they're just a very good team ranked in the top, what, 15 in the country. Yeah. So this is going to be a telltale sign now All how right. they perform on both if sides. early indications or anything, then Southern Miss fans feel very confident. We posted up on our Facebook page. Another opportunity to win tickets to the UTEP game, picking the score, quick response. I think first 30, 40 people uh, that posted this morning, I'm going to say 90% looking for USM to win the game. Well, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. You know, that doesn't surprise me. Of course, if you put that same poll out over in Troy, Alabama, it'd, it'd be, be 90%, 90% the other way. Yeah, right. it's important. And, and I got I to gotta tell you, I, I really thought last week when I picked Southern to beat excuse me, Mississippi State, I really didn't think that I was looking at it with my heart. I really thought that I was looking at it, you know, with my eyes. Um, 
but I was wrong. You right. know, I, I was wrong, and I just I just don't have any any clue as to how this one's going to turn out on Saturday. Uh, I don't either. If you have the blue sheets, or if you're down at wherever right. you like to to right. put your your gaming bets. I would, as they say, lay off of, of this game. Just too close for me to call. All right, let's switch gears while we have a couple of minutes. Saints win an exciting football game last night. It was just nothing like an NFL game when two teams are playing like they were last night. Deshaun Watson is a great player. He but, is a great player. But receivers like DeAndre Hopkins yes, make those quarterbacks yeah, the look Texans good. Texans looked very good. The Saints pull it out in, with huge drama. At the end of the game, extremely entertaining. Two very good football teams. The skeleton in the back of the closet, if you're a Saints fan, I think remains the defensive backfield. Uh, now, they're playing a very good NFL team, but a lot of NFL teams are good when it comes to passing. You think the Saints, and I'm sure the coaches are already working on it, Saints look to me to be a Super Bowl-caliber team, but they got to start playing a little better defensively. Particularly, you know, if you want to give them the little three – Three to five yard routes, that's mm-hmm. fine. But deep. Apple and the guys in the deep secondary, that's that's where they're in trouble. And look, they're going to be swimming against a real strong current on Sunday because they go to L.A. to play the Rams. Mm. And, and there's a lot of people who think this would be a precursor to the NFC championship game. We already know who's mm-hmm. going to win the AFC this year and for the next seven years to come as long as they keep making rules where you can't touch the quarterback. And what's his name? Oh, TB12 will be back there till he's 60 years old. Um, so there's really no drama in the AFC. It's all in the NFC. They looked pretty good Sunday night. Well, of course they did. Yeah. And now they've got Antonio Brown. Right. As if the, as if the Patriots needed any help. As we right. said before, they're going to go six and zero in their division. Right. So they play ten other games. Right. You play, play a sixteen game schedule. So if all you do is split those ten games, which they won't, they'll win a majority of them, including against the Steelers the other night. If they just split the remaining ten games. With the six gimmies they've got in the AFC East, they're going to be at 11 wins. That's if they just split, which means that's going to be good enough for probably the number one seed. They're not going to split. home. No, they're not. No. That's what I'm saying. No. So they're going to get the home field advantage. They're going to get the number one seed. They get every single break every time. Drew Brees, we know how great he is. Just He was Drew Brees last night. Kamara is an incredibly good running back. The Saints are loaded for bear uh, offensively. But I got to tell you, I was surprised at how good the Texans looked. Yeah, but but again, the Saints have never been, you know, the Saints got clobbered last year in opening day against right. Tampa Bay. Right. The Saints are not a good first game team. Right. Going into last night, they had lost eight out of their last nine. And almost lost that one. Openers, right. right. They were on the ropes. And 58 right. yards for, for Will Clutch Lutz right yeah. down the middle. But Kelly, is there anything any more exciting in sport than a game like that last night? An NFL game where both teams are humming and they're competitive, and they're roaring up and down the field. Just great stuff. And on the other side of the coin, when you had some clunkers on yeah. Sunday where the offenses just stunk because nobody had been playing any preseason snaps right. and they were out of sync. So what was the difference last night? Yeah, I don't know. That's, that's, a, that's a good question. But, uh, but again, the rules continue to where you can't touch the receivers, you can't touch the quarterbacks. This trend now of over 40-year-old quarterbacks, we're going to start – Continuing to see that. Tunsil, the kid from Ole Miss that went to Miami, comes to Texas, looked tremendous last night. He's a big talent. He got, got burned a couple of times. But he's brand new to the team. Yeah, he's only been in the system for three days. Yeah. So, you know. Tremendous talent, though. You agree? Yeah, the Texans will probably win that AFC South. 
Yeah. Especially great, now with Luck retired. Great game. Great game. And uh, what a way for Saints fans to start it off, huh? That's we're pretty get, exciting stuff. But we're going to find out right quick, as they say down south, how good the Saints are because they go out there to L.A. this weekend. NFC Championship rematch. Different officiating crew, needless to say. I was going to say, if you were a betting man, I would bet the mortgage it will be a different officiating crew than, <laughs> yeah, than had the last one. I don't think you're going to. And there was a little bit of controversy last night in With, that they kind of gypped the Saints out of about 20 seconds in the first half. But credit, credit the NFL. They, they corrected they, And they admitted they made oh, the mistake. All right, when we come back, we have an exciting road trip Thursday that we're pretty pumped about. And we're going to tell you where we'll be Thursday and kind of wrap up this edition of the Eagle Hour. Stay with us. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Hey, Bob Getty and Kelly Sander at the First Bank Studio in Hattiesburg this afternoon. Uh, Luke should be back with us tomorrow, we believe. want to thank Gulfport Home Center for sponsoring this segment of the Eagle Hour. Great selection of pre-manufactured housing. Every size, uh, every shape, uh, for every need. They've got it at Gulfport Housing. They do the financing right there. So if you're in the market for a pre-manufactured home, we hope you'll make the short drive down to the Mississippi Gulf Coast and uh, visit our friends at Gulfport Home Center. Do you know, Bob, they can even tell you where land is available. Yes, that's right. And i got to tell you this, Kelly. i got a good friend. I think you've met him before. And he's really thinking about retiring from the highway department, moving here and uh, into this area. So a couple of weeks ago he was here. And, and we went around and just and we went around with him to look at some mobile homes. kind of what he's thinking about doing, buying a little spot of land. Mm-hmm. I was shocked, dude. Man, I mean, they're nice. Yeah. They're about really nice, nice homes. But, and because because they're in that business, too, like I said, it's one thing to, to get a, a reasonably priced dwelling, but then where are you going to put it, right? right? Well, the people at Gulfport Home Center, they even know where, right. where land's exactly. available and exactly what you're looking for, you know? So, one-stop shopping yeah. if you're in the market for a pre-manufactured home. Gulfport Home Center, of course, on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. All right. Eagle Hour on the road. We have a lot of dates booked through the end of the yeah, year. What the heck is going on here? Everybody wants know. the Eagle Hour to come to their business. 20. 20. Is that right? Booked as of right now before the end of the year. Wow. That's great. The next one will be a first for us, Kelly Santer. You and I and Michael Mergens are going to Bokehoma Casino in Sandersville and broadcast the show from their sports betting facility what do they call those uh, sports book sports book what a horrible assignment <laughs> <laughs> yes it's terrible horrible but, but assignment. someone's got to do it you're right and what an industry this has become in mississippi this is taken off like wildfire since the they got the legal authority to do it and you talk about a science it amazes me how these odds makers when you know when you look at the college games you go back to the set and see how close they are 
You How know? are they doing that? Kelly? I don't know. It's an amazing science to me. Uh, and you talk about what are you going to do with your math degree? Well, man, you could be a bookie. You sure is that could. what you're? Is that what you're suggesting, young people do? Major in math to become a bookie? I'm, hey, it's legal. I'm just saying <laughs> it. It amazes me at how close they come on a lot of these games. You know, I'd, I'd like to know how they do they it. They win most of the time, don't they? They don't build those buildings with their money, buddy. Yeah, so we're you looking know? forward to that. I think that started last early fall of last year in Mississippi. Like they've had tremendous response to it. And uh, so we're looking forward to being over there. That'll be a new environment for us to broadcast from. I've actually never been uh, in a facility like that, you know, where there was where there was sports betting is what I'm saying. Oh, is that what we're telling people? <coughs> is that what yeah. we're, okay. All yeah. right. I just want to make sure we got uh, so that right. They, they have people gamble all kinds of ways, like machines. Well, you're married. You're and married. All, and all of that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah. That's a different kind of gamble, Kelly. And I lost that bet a long time ago. <laughs> okay. I never win a hand. Yeah. It, Does that surprise you? Just don't say anything, right? <laughs> it, you still lose even when you don't say anything. But yeah, it's uh, it ought to be ought to be really interesting to see how, you know, the inner workings of a uh, of how My wife says to me the other day, you guys are always making fun of all these odd things you say Kelly says, and we just watched a football game, and he was just a perfect gentleman. I thought, oh, my God. Angela said that? <coughs> yes. Well, he was, you know, he was subdued. He must have taken a tranquilizer or something before he got here. No, we just. Why were you behaving so well? Because I want to be invited back. And I oh, thought. Oh, okay. And see, this Saturday. I got you. This I got Saturday, you. I was supposed to come back to Shea Getty. But you couldn't. In the gated but there, community. there'll be another one coming up. You know. Bama, baby. You know. Bama. National TV. <coughs> National TV. We game. broke that story today right here on the show. Correct. And right? you can be there with me to witness what will be the biggest upset in college football history this year. Wouldn't that be something? Yeah. Hey, I mean, teams have gone to Michigan, and you know, Michigan almost lost to what Army last week, coached Being by Jeff. Being the kind Monken. of host that I am, I'll t- let's let's go ahead right now and make a wager. Right, make a wager right now. Bama wins the game. You buy the lunch. Southern Miss wins the game. I'm on, man. I'll buy anything you want to eat. Let's go. You ready? Boy, that's – I tell you, what a what a nice guy he is, huh? He's not going out on a limb at all, you know? But you talk about Bacoma Thursday, and then where are we going Friday? Are we going – Sully's. Oh, Sully's. wow. We're at Sully's on Friday. Yep. Okay. Sully's Restaurant in Purvis. And every, before every Southern Miss home game, we're going to be at 4th Street Bar and Grill? Where – how much is lunch, by the way, Kelly? Bob, I've told you this. It's eight ninety five. Eight ninety five. That include tea? It, it does. Does it? Is that what you had when y'all were the last time I wasn't with y'all when y'all were? Well, there. the tea plus Long Island in front yeah, of Yeah, right, right. right. Is that what you had? The eight ninety five lunch of the yeah, tea plus thir- the Long Island. Thursday's pork chop day. Yeah. Big thick cut of pork chops. What did you eat when you were there though the last Friday? Uh, what did I have? I had the new coach, basketball coach. I had the wrap. I had the grilled chicken wrap. So, I mean, even if you're being health conscious and stuff, they've got the, the chicken thigh sandwich, too, you want to try. Well, based on my experience last weekend, you're over that, correct? You're not doing the health conscious thing. I had a cheat day. <laughs> I had a cheat day, if you must know. I don't know. It was the Coors Light and the key lime pie that made me think maybe you had slipped just a little bit. No better combination in the world. <laughs> And key lime pie and a cold beer, buddy. I saw it with my own eyes. I am from the South, and I'm proud of it. I saw it with my own eyes. You know? All right, we're back in the studio tomorrow and in Sandersville on Thursday. Until tomorrow, Southern Miss. To To the the top. top. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future.
Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.